When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what happened, which God told us about. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at it and at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Thanks be to God for the reading of his word. Amen. Father, we ask you please to speak your word afresh. You are the Lord of the years, you are the Lord of your word. And we invite you now to speak your word by your Holy Spirit and enable us to hear and receive. So you can imagine those shepherds careering down the hill rather noisily, hugely excited by what they've heard and seen with the angels. But Mary's reaction is rather quieter. She treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Now, of course, she'd had some pretty amazing experiences herself, hadn't she? An angel visiting her, then becoming pregnant without any human input. Her fiancé changing his mind about divorcing her because an angel speaks to him too. But she must have thought it jolly peculiar of God, if this really was to be his son, that he hadn't arranged things better. Can't you imagine her thinking to herself when she hears about the decree of having to go to Bethlehem? Would you believe it? I mean, we're being forced to go on a 90-mile journey with only a donkey when I'm nine months pregnant. I mean, you might have thought God would have arranged things better than that, wouldn't you? And if you were Mary, wouldn't you be thinking, as you struggle with the crowds in Bethlehem, pushing through the crowded streets, feeling exhausted, turned away from yet another inn, but, but look, I, I thought God was meant to be in charge here. How can he be letting this happen? Lord, you really let us down. Surely perhaps I've got it all wrong. Perhaps surely God's own son can't be meant to be born in these circumstances. Maybe this is all some terrible trick that's been played on us. Wouldn't you think like that? I would. And then in a grotty, smelly stable, away from anyone you know at home, you go into labour... And it's a hard, painful business, so I'm told. And you're trying to keep believing that this is somehow all God at work. And it's awfully disappointing that it's happening like this. And so at last, the baby has arrived. And you're feeling exhausted and probably a bit tearful. You're torn between delight at your little boy and sadness that you haven't been able to provide a better place for him. And you're just sort of trying to work this through in your head when a gang of rough-looking men come barging and saying they want to see that baby. And your reaction probably would be, wouldn't it? Oh no, how on earth do they know about this? They must have seen me come in so heavily pregnant and now they're drunk and making uses of themselves. My poor little baby, everything's gone wrong. Where's God? 
So you look for reassurance to Joseph, but he doesn't know what to do either, and is just as confused about it as all you are. But, what's this? They seem to be shepherds, but instead of being noisy and rough, they seem to be rather shy. Whilst at the same time, obviously, really excited about something. They keep stammering something about seeing angels, telling them about the birth of your baby. Good news, great joy, all the people, the saviour, the messiah, Christ the Lord. So, oh, what a sense of relief. Oh, it is all right, after all. It isn't some hideous celestial mistake. However strange it is that God should have allowed all to turn out this way, somehow he knew about this, and so that makes it all all right. They're human. I can't see why God would let his son be born like this. So Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And she begins to think, I wonder what God intended in arranging things like that. Somewhere... There is a heavenly purpose in everything that God has allowed to happen. I must, I must hold on to these things and, and ask him to give me understanding in his perfect timing. So she's not saying, Lord, what do you think you're doing? How can you do this, Lord? You're ready. But she's just pondering them in her heart and working saying, Lord, somehow this is of you. I don't know why you want your son born in a smelly stable and not at home and, and everything. That wasn't what I thought was going to happen. But, but somewhere in this, you must have a purpose. And that is exactly the attitude that you and I need to have as we go forward into this coming year. Because there will be times when what God is allowed to happen just doesn't seem to make sense. Why on earth would God let that happen? Well, why didn't he make things work out the way I, I planned? Surely, if he loves me, it should be nice. He should do nice things for me. I thought you were supposed to help your people, Lord. If you say that you love me, how can these, these horrid circumstances possibly be in accordance with your will? And those are the times when you and I need to treasure up all these things, pondering them in our heart. Not in an argumentative cross spirit. Well, that's what my journals do. It's me arguing with God in a cross spirit until I get to a place of peace and say, actually, well, all right, yeah, I surrender. You're in charge. It will somehow what's happening is all right in you. And his peace fills my heart. Mary had to trust God when everything seemed to be inconsistent with his promises and his past conduct. And so do you and I. Just as she could look back to the visit of the angel, so we look back to the amazing sustained miracle of her baby boy's life and death and resurrection. We can rely on the wonder of our own conversion, the gift of his Holy Spirit working in us. However long it took Mary to arrive at a full understanding of it, there was a good reason why Jesus' birth took place in the way it did. Because the way of the world is always to see power and strength and might and authority. The world is always pushing for more influence, more strength, more power and force. But the way of God for humanity is powerlessness and vulnerability and weakness. Paul tells us 2 Corinthians 12 verse 8, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. 
So right from the very, very beginning, his son, Jesus, comes into a world where he is subject to enemy occupation, forced to begin life miles away from his home, unable to find a house or even a bed, visited not by the genteel, but by the equivalent of travellers, and shortly obliged to flee for his life as a refugee. That's not a heavenly failure of God's care and provision. It's deliberate because he is turning everything to grace and glory. Nothing but nothing but nothing can ever happen to one of God's elect, save as he has specifically allowed so that we can cooperate with him in its being worked through to life eternal. As we trust him, glorifying and praising God like the shepherds. So if God is allowing you to go through a really tough time, perhaps at the moment, or within the year ahead, you find yourself going through a really tough time in any way, choose to trust, ponder these things in your heart, and glorify and praise God. You could do worse than go through into 2023 with motto, motto, ponder and praise. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that you are eternally faithful. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came into the world and right from the start faced rejection and weakness and powerlessness as a tiny baby at the bidding of forces beyond your control. And you took you all the way through to your death. And yet, Lord God, you gave him the resurrection power and you broke through that whole order of sin and death. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you apply that in our lives. And we ask you, please, to help us when we face difficulties in this life, to ponder these things and turn them to praise. And we invite you to show us, as we submit humbly to you, what your perfect purpose is in whatever we're facing. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.